0: talking all things at Brewers Baseball. I was uh, I enjoyed hearing about Andy Haynes when he was hired as the hitting coach. If for no other reason, I appreciate folks who work their way up. And you talk about a guy who has worked his way up, coached college ball summer collegiate ball independent league baseball uh between being a manager and a hitting coach got into affiliated ball started at single a went up became a coordinator then got chance at the big league level as an assistant hitting coach and now he is a hitting coach with the brewers he is andy haynes he joins us right now andy thanks so much for taking some time how are you doing i'm good matt thanks for having me you bet what's uh uh, everything that I just mentioned, like the the trip when you were when you were the manager of the Waterloo Bucks in two thousand three and two thousand four, did you have that belief that fifteen years down the road you were going to be a major league hitting coach?
1: You know, that's that's a great question. I I'm not sure I could forecast that in my future. I you know I knew I I had a passion for coaching, and you know I was I started young. I was twenty three years old. I was coaching so number one, that tells you what type of player I was to start coaching at 23. But, you know, my path is my path, man. And and I was fortunate to start young and, and I have, you know, in some ways people look at me, I guess in some ways I look still fairly young for, for as long as I've been coaching. And I tell them it it has not happened as fast as they might think. But, um, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I, I have, I've, I've coached almost every level and I've, I've studied people and, and coaching and, and uh, while a lot of guys were playing and, and earning their stripes that way, the big leagues, I was coaching pretty much at every level.
0: I was uh, I worked in the Frontier League as a broadcaster. I worked in the Pacific Coast League as a broadcaster. We were actually in the Pacific Coast League at the same time. So w- knowing just kind of those steps that, that you've taken to to, to get to, to where you're at right now, um, were you able was it did you always have the eye on hey getting to the major leagues or were you able to really enjoy and embrace all those different levels that you were at?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's a little of both. I I think it pro- probably wouldn't be very genuine to say that I didn't have aspirations or dream about, you know, being at the major league level, but, you know, being young and a little naive has some power to it. I, I think I was pretty immersed um, wherever I was. I kind of made some promises to myself about coaching that I just one thing in coaching I feel like is that the good ones don't really think about themselves very much. You're kind of immersed in your players and your staff and uh, people around you and it's kind of a uh, to be good at it the ones i've seen are very selfless so i just kind of have lived by if i'm around the right people and, and put my head down and do the best i can that you know I, I can live with whatever happens and i'm very fortunate that you know i have been around some good people that have believed in me and and uh, have continued to get opportunities
0: you most recently were working as the assistant hitting coach with the Cubs, so obviously you've seen a lot of the Brewers and part of uh, everything that happened this past year. Watching from that other dugout, what was your feeling about the Brewers as a team? Well, they were
1: much different in the second half than they were in the first half. You know, I I thought in the first half what intrigued me more than than the offense was their pitching. You know, you just saw the arms that are running out of their bullpen, and you saw man, this this pitching is it's legitimate. You know, there was just a lot of good arms coming out of the pen. And you saw some guys come up from AAA, too, that, you know, you saw the depth they had. And then um, I thought initially when I saw Kane and Yellow at to the top of the lineup, you know, then you have Braun, Aguilar, and it's pretty hefty one through four right there to get through. So I, I knew they were better. Um, you didn't really see, you know, the run they were going to come till. Until really after the all-star break you know and i mentioned this to craig council and david Stearns when i spoke to him is just once the trade deadline come you, you could really see the balance they had offensively i thought council could match some hitters up better um you know and it, it's just you could really see it coming and, and then the energy they played with how connected they were how much they loved playing together um i had a lot of respect watching craig manage the game and his staff and And then the pitching, you know, they just kept getting better as the year went on. So they were, you know, I said I don't think you can ever forecast a run like that in baseball because it was was just, it was magical. I mean, I think being part of the Cubs, somebody, you know, was pretty hard on them saying, ah, you know, they they blew it down the stretch. And I said, I think they were 19-11, their last 30 games. Mm -hmm. It's more about the Brewers just went crazy the last 30 to 40 days of the season. So impressive to watch. Um you know, it's, you can tell it's a great group that loves to play. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of it, not only the staff and the players, but even the front office guys I've met with. You, you can tell they have some special things going on there.
0: I read something about you where you talked about the the process of getting to know a player and there being trust and just the knowing guys on a personal level kind of leading into your ability to coach them. And I think when people think about a hitting coach, they think of it in a very technical standpoint, but you talk about it from kind of a a human standpoint. can you can you elaborate on that a bit?
1: Yeah, I think it probably just is my background, right? i mean, i've I've had a lot of time coaching and I think when you start off at some of the levels you mentioned you you can make mistakes and get away with them and then learn from them and grow as a coach and kind of form these beliefs you have and and what can you know help players the most or help teams the most and you know I've been a coach and a manager and I think it probably is attributed a little bit to my managing background as well but I think a lot of people have the answers, you know, I mean, as far as hitting goes or coaching, this guy needs to do that. Or, you know, I mean, my parents can watch TV and they can see things. Right. I mean, but it's just getting the player to believe in you and, and then getting that message across to him and being able to push the needle a little bit and see that player, make it his own and take off is it's rewarding. And that's why we all do this as coaches. And, I just think that doesn't happen without trust and them, you know, having confidence in you, and that takes time. You know, you can't force that. So there, there's a lot of moving parts to it. I, I think coaching is a lot more art than science. It's teaching, and that's something I enjoy a lot It's just teaching coaching, and coaching, and the relationship part is what it's all about, right? I mean, you know, it's kind of been talked about a little bit with Christian Yelich, you know, our history, but. I literally saw Christian when he was drafted out of high school. He's 18 years old. So, you know, relationships like that are special, and, and we've been through a lot together. And, and uh, you know, I kind of look forward to, to digging in with these guys that I've seen across the field and kind of forging those relationships too as we start.
0: Continuing to chat with Brewers heading coach Andy Haynes. I, I asked this question knowing we could probably do an entire days worth of conversations on it but we're living in an age right now in baseball where uh, launch angle is such a big deal launch angle seemingly is leading to a few more strikeouts but the idea is to sometimes beat the shift get the ball over the heads of infielders who are shifted to a certain area I know you like to really dive into the numbers and the analytics and everything where do you stand on launch angle and avoiding strikeouts or accepting strikeouts as part of the game to be able to hit for power things like that do you have a Kind of a, a quick answer to that very complicated long question.
1: Well, I'll do my best to make it quick. I mean, you're get me excited here, man! I can talk <laughs>
0: about this stuff. But I
1: think, in general, I mean, to simplify things, it's just about scoring runs. You know, the, those things are trendy, and the terms they're they're teaching tools. You know, launch angle is a metric, and it's it's a teaching tool for the players, and it's in front of them. Uh, they see it on TV, and it's. It's in their, their data. You know, it's part of their story. So it's certainly something to teach off of. And, you know, I, I've i thought about it a lot. I ask people that are a lot smarter than I am about these things and to help me and to learn so I make sure I give the players the correct information. But, you know, pitchers get paid a lot of money to strike guys out and get the ball on the ground. So, you know, those are the most effective pitchers in the big league. So offensively, what are we trying to do? We're certainly not trying to hit the ball on the ground unless – the situation could dictate it. Um, you know, early in the game, there's a situation where a ground ball gets a big run in. Of course, we'll take that. But overall, the underlying philosophy has to be, you know, of course, we want to do damage. Uh, but I think just balanced offensive players in today's game are what's going to be the net, the, the value. I mean, you're seeing guys with 30 home runs get designated for assignment, yeah. right? I mean, I think, I think overall balanced players, how – pitching staffs and coaching staffs now game plan against hitters. Any weakness you have, or if you're a, I call them one-trick ponies, those guys are, are starting to get exposed more and more. So I think the challenge offensively is to be balanced. I think, um, you know, Milwaukee or any team I'd be, I'm a part of, I think, you know, the, the team that's going to win is a team that can win in every type of game you're in offensively. There's going to be games where you have to execute and move a runner, because runs are at a premium. There's going to be games where runs are being scored. The environment's just conducive to that and, and your team has to be able to stand in there and score runs. So I'm greedy. I want it all. Um, you know, I don't think there's, there's a one size fits all by any means, but, but certainly, you know, I think the launch angle and the data, that's not going away. You know, it's not something we want to run from, but in the reality in the big leagues, it's, it's about scoring runs and, and that run scoring culture and environment. And however we can do that, you know, um, I think it's going to be probably different every night throughout the season.
0: Last question for you. There's been some rumblings out there that Major League Baseball might consider rule changes to uh, eliminate or definitely reduce the amount of shifting. You now work for an organization that maybe shifts more than any team in baseball, but you're also a hitting coach and shifts generally hurt hitters. Where do you stand on this ongoing debate on whether or not the shift should be eliminated?
1: Yeah, I, I I can tell you as a coach, I I actually hurt for left hand hitters. I mean, I think for lefties, the shift does you you can see it's. You know, I've read the numbers, and they say, ah, oh, it's not as detrimental as you think, and but I see lefties. Um, the the shift definitely has changed. You know, some offensive numbers for left hand hitters. It makes it tough on them. You know, righties is a little different, right? Um, but. I don't know. I mean, it's probably a better question for Craig Counsel, He's a manager. I mean, I don't like being told what to do very much. <laughs> so, you know, you're 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 basically dictating, you know, strategy of the game, which which I'm not a fan of. I think naturally things will will probably run its course. It hasn't happened as quickly as Major League Baseball thought. So, you know, I give him I give him credit for being open minded. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Uh, I don't really have have a huge opinion on it besides i think i think most people will tell you the same thing as me i'd much rather let it naturally run its course and, and let teams decide what strategy they want to they want to use
0: andy this was fun thank you so much for uh taking the time look forward to uh, officially meeting you when we uh when we get closer to the season but uh really happy to get a few moments with you and hopefully we can talk again down the line
1: sounds good thanks for having me matt
0: you bet